questions my guest today is an artist uh who i became an enormous fan of since the very first note i heard her sing um her songs are always so personal and sensitive but the presentation is always so big and powerful which is i think like the most impressive thing that you can do musically i really struggled to um come up with only 23 questions for her because there's so much i want to ask about um specifically lyrically but without further ado please give it up for the lovely Maisie peters Hello. Oh, I get a studio clap. Thank you so much. That was very sweet. Oh. All right. I'm just going to dive right in because the very first question is, how are you today? Love. Um, I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I just released a song and it was a really fun song to release. It was like a big, big fat pop song. We did this amazing music video. And I don't know, it's, there's something so... Normally I find releasing music quite stressful and not the fun bit. The fun bit is the making it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was actually really fun yesterday. Maybe I just haven't released any music in a while, but like, I thought you kind of forget how it feels like give, when you're so proud of something and you get other people to see it and it's like all the little intricacies that you're really proud of and then that other people notice them and it's like, that's the coolest thing. And yeah, it was really surprisingly, which is strange, but kind of surprisingly like a really fun, lovely time. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. And we're definitely gonna get into talking about that song quite a bit because I have a lot to say about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like, in the creation process sometimes you have to trick yourself into like fully believing that like that's the only fulfilling part and it doesn't matter what people think but then it is nice when like people you know like it's just mm. it's like such an intimate form of human connection when someone like really gets into the nitty-gritties of, of your music because obviously it's so personal when you make it so almost definitionally it's like we are the same in a certain way you know so For sure that's cool anyways question two where did you grow up I grew up um, in the UK. I grew up in a near a place called Brighton, which is south of London on the coast. And I really mainly grew up in like a tiny village in like the middle of the countryside. Um, it's like one bus um, and like farms and one school. Oh, I love that. I was supposed to play a show in Brighton, but it got cancelled. Were you going to play The Great Escape? Yep. Yeah, so good. The Great Escape's so fun. Oh, uh, don't it's say It's so that. hilarious. I know, it will, one day. <laughs> it's also like it's like a chaos it's so chaotic but it's fun because everybody's there all right well we'll hopefully we'll both play at the same year at some point in the future i think so next time anyways question three where do you where do you live now uh now i live in london um i live in east london uh but not in the cool bit um and i live in a student house with five other girls nice oh that sounds like a blast honestly question uh four what's your favorite part about living there uh, ooh, um, my favorite part about living in London is just London. I'm just like, I'm, a, I'm obsessed. I'm like the biggest London fan. I think it's the perfect city. I could actually like PowerPoint present presentation you on why it's like the best of all the cities. And I just think it's this like tiny, perfect metropolitan bubble. And then personally, my house is super fun because there's like five girls and it's just a constant sitcom. 
which is great. That's, that's incredible. You guys should like start filming it. It sounds like it would be a really good time. I w I've been to London once, but it was for, I got to spend a couple of weeks there and I was obsessed with it. Like I, I, I definitely need to live there at some point in my life for sure. It's so good. It's just like, yeah, it's everything good. It's kind of like all the best bits of New York and all the best bits of like New England and kind of, I mean, LA to an extent, like all of those places. And I just think it's like really perfectly melded everything together. And I just love it. Well, what's your least favorite part about living there? Um, my least favorite part, I mean, the weather probably, mm -hmm. which I know is a really obvious thing, but you forget, like I've been to LA a couple of times and it genuinely, the impact sunshine has on your mood is like, you truly forget living in London because you just can't like think like that, you would be insane. But yeah, when you're in LA and it's like constantly sunshine, which is its own thing that I'm not a fan of. But yeah, I think that has its own like crazy impact on mood. And it's quite something to live somewhere where it's cloudy and cold and rainy, like 90% of the year. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I'm from Chicago. And so like everyone mm -hmm. says, oh, you live to LA and then you get jaded. You don't appreciate the weather. Like every day I wake up and it's sunny. I literally go like this and I'm <laughs> so grateful because it's crazy how much it does affect like you're just like it. it more than anything, it just affects like your baseline mood. You know, like it's like 100%. start here. Whereas like, if it's like you like crummy out when you like wake up and just shitty outside, like you're starting here and you got to make up for it somehow else, you know? Yeah, so, sunshine, underrated. Yeah. All right, this question is one that I dread, but I ask everyone, um, what have you been listening to lately? Okay, big. Mm -hmm. Oh no, okay, what have I been listening to? Honestly, um, this will surprise no one. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I have actually specifically been listening to a lot of 1989, um, trying to I was, I mean, capture yeah. what's perfect. Yeah, we can get to it, but, but John Hughes' movie definitely has, like, there's an element of that in the production that is Big. in a really, really tasteful way, like, like really uh, reminded me of, of that absolute golden era of Taylor. Golden. Um, so, I'm going to try and save all my John Hughes movie comments for, for later because we're definitely going to get there. But okay. what have you been watching lately? Any shows? Any movies? Oh, my God. Okay. I watch, like, infamously about seven things a year mm -hmm. and about 12 things in my life. What mm -hmm. have I watched? Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. Okay. I didn't watch this recently. I watched it over Christmas, but I loved it. And I'm so late to it. But The Truman Show. Um, oh, first time? So late to it, I'm aware. Yeah, first time I've ever seen it. Um, like and I'm that person that's like, it's so good. And everyone's like, yeah, I know, bitch. Um, but it's, it's so good. And it was really inspiring, I actually found. I watched that for the first time in like sixth or seventh grade and had a full-blown existential crisis. Like, didn't know how to handle myself. Was like really walking <laughs> eggshells for like weeks. Like, oh my God. Like, if it could happen to him, it could happen to me. Yeah, it's a, that's a crazy movie. Um, especially to watch for the first time, not as a kid. I wonder what that would be like. But anyways, um, who are your, like, where do you draw inspiration from or just who are your heroes and it doesn't have to be just specifically music based mm -hmm. but like, like what inspires you more, more so as a person than anything cool um things that inspire me as a person i would say i i feel on like a sort of i guess on a human level my parents are very inspiring to me because they're really good people um, and then they're not like pop stars They're my dad's a teacher and my mom uh, what does she do now she's works in media and um, like communications and yeah I think that it's inspiring a lot of my family actually I'm the only person in music and I think that for 
all of its greatnesses, music is very self-involved. And I think about myself for good and bad um, way more than most people should and do. And it's, I find, yeah, people like my parents are inspiring. Like my friends from my hometown, my friends that I live with in London, no one's, I'm actually not really surrounded in my personal life with anyone that does music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find all of them very inspiring because they seem to think um, about other people and other things way more than I think I do. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I love that. I don't live with people who make music and I think it is really helpful for me. So helpful. Perspective. So I feel you for sure. Are your parents back in, this This question doesn't count, but, but are your parents back uh, in the countryside or in Brighton or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're back in uh, my family home where we grew up. They're still there. Nice. Oh, that's great. I love that answer very much. Okay, question then. How, I mean, like, you don't have to give the whole long version, but how did it start with music? Like, how old were you when you realized, like, hey, I, I, I not only like this, but I think I might be really good at this? Oh, question. Um, the most concise way possible, because I feel like I've lived uh, 15 careers and I'm 20. Um, I was, I was probably like 12 and I found Taylor Swift. Uh, take a shot every time Maisie says about Taylor Swift. But I found Taylor Swift and I started writing so I started writing songs and I wrote songs like every day from the age of 12 to 15 probably um and then I was a I was a busker in Brighton which is like an English thing you sing on the street for money but you're not homeless um and as a busker I had a YouTube channel I had a band um and I kind of just I would like go around all the local pubs and open mics in the area and just sing my own songs and I did it again like I'm not from like a musical family I didn't I wasn't trying to get like a record deal I I didn't even know what that was I was just and I wasn't doing it for any reason other than I just loved doing it and I loved writing songs and I think I kind of assumed everyone did and then I realized later on that no like I was the only person um and I think it was just that I don't even think I realized it at the time but I was like really I was working really hard for no like for no reason there was no point to, in my head of like the YouTube channel or the busking or the gigging. Um, and I think probably around then, like subconsciously. And then I guess probably when I started doing my YouTube channel, prof- like professionally, I was like 15, but I was filming it. I was like, you know, I would buy my equipment with my, the money I made from busking and I would get my mom to film and I would edit it. And like, yeah, I like worked really hard on something. And I think that's probably when you start doing that, you're like, oh, I love this. Like I want to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would I bother? <laughs> Yeah, totally. I love asking people that question because there's always kind of like an inflection point where like you realize like, oh, I could actually do this, not just for fun. You know, like I could really like make a life out of this potentially. I don't know. I agree. But also I feel like I just like my whole life in music has just been like, I just kept doing stuff Mm -hmm. and people kept on not stopping me or like I kept on getting to the next level. And then you just keep getting to the next level and then you're like, oh, now I'm now I'm doing this. Yeah. No, that is cool. That's really cool that that it, it like that you experienced it in, in that way. That's very cool. Well, anyways, we kind of touched on this in a, in a way, but what is what's your favorite part about being an artist? Like, what for you is the most fulfilling aspect of it? Mm. That's a fun question in twenty twenty one as well, because mm. there's like a large part of it that you don't do anymore um, of like playing live. Mm. I think I love I love a lot of it. Like, I really I love all, mainly all of it. Um, I was I always think like every time I'm in the studio with friends or with people that I love and we're making things on like a Wednesday and I'll be like, this is so cool. And like my housemate said it to me the other day and I was like, you're so right. Like, it's so cool that I just get to spend a Wednesday like in a studio with all this stuff with like people, all this equipment and all these people that are so talented and are all just, we're all deciding to work with each other because we like each other and we're excited about each other. And I think in a way like that, 
that's the best bit is like getting to do that. Um, but I also loved, I used to, I used to love touring. Like I used to love playing live. And I think a lot of my music revolves around that feeling and that experience. So I will enjoy that once it comes back. Oh, I feel you on that. Yeah, I can't. <sighs> I'm, yeah, I'm dying over here. I, it, yeah, that is true. And I think it's so sometimes difficult, but important to kind of like take a step back, like you just said, and be like, wow, I'm with my friends on a Wednesday in a room full of like my favorite toys, just doing exactly what I want to do. You know, yeah. to lose that perspective when it becomes normal, but equally important to, to, to step back as, as often as you can. But anyways, what's, what's your least favorite part? Is there something about it that just doesn't really kind of like jive with you, like personally or? Mm, yeah for sure I think um what's my least favorite part I mean I guess in the most tactful way possible I think most songwriters and musicians uh didn't sign up to be like social media stars we signed up to like make music um because that's what you start off being really passionate about and like don't get me wrong I love like I love social media and I love Twitter I feel like we're both on Twitter all the time you're like the only person I see on Twitter as much as me which is hilarious but I like and I love it there and I love the people that I've met there and I love what it's done for me and what like it continues to do but there's definitely you know you it's there's days when you really really don't feel like being a person that is sort of being looked at by other people I guess um and days when you really would rather just not you'd rather just not I also think sorry this is a long no, answer, but I've realized as well again like with all the, the girls that I live with what's been so interesting is like and they're not really on social media really um and the amount that I like think about like recording things versus the amount they think about recording things like anything we do and I think this will probably be with me for a long time now it's like ingrained in me every time we do something cool or we have like a, a little party in our house so we go to, I go out and like film it take a photo and like it's so it's so there and it's so not for other people and I love that and I know that it's for different reasons and whatever but a part of me is like I would love to not have that little chip in my mind that like everything every time something interesting is happening I'm like film it is the angle good do you look nice is your hair good <laughs> it has good and it's like so it's like there and I can't turn it off no no I, I think that's like the realest answer and I couldn't agree more you know like we, we started doing this because we loved writing songs and we loved telling stories and, and playing shows and connecting with people in those ways and and that's just not that's just only a, a part of the job you know these days and mm. yeah, stuff can be fun and can be fulfilling but it's not always what we kind of originally envisioned so I, I think that's a, a super real answer and I appreciate you you know talking about it because I think people don't really talk about that aspect too much but anyways to uh keep it going I'm curious how like your songwriting kind of like process has changed over time because I know kind of how mine has and stuff and and it's like how how do you best do you have like a method for writing songs that you feel super comfortable in? Is it different every time? And if so, was it always like that? That's interesting. Hmm. Let me think. I'd also want to hear about yours, but okay. I would say I, sp well, I spent a long time just writing on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I still write a lot on my own. I probably these days do like 50, 50 um, on my own. And then with like one or two other people mm -hmm. um, as a, as a general, concise answer to this I would say I'm a quick writer um in that if I'm I'm like short bursts of focus uh -huh. so I'm probably if I'm writing on my own like I'm not gonna actually sit there writing for longer than like an hour 
or like 45 minutes but wow. I'm probably but in that hour of, I'll probably write the song in that 45 minutes or I'll write like the verse and the chorus and then I'll be like I'll do the second verse tomorrow or I'll do the middle age tomorrow um and I'm not I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna spend ages on a chorus on my own and really with other people I might know it's not right so I might stop and come back to it um but I'm I'm I hate a room and it's funny because I have friends that do this and I, I hate a room of writers where they'll spend like the whole day on one thing and not get it I'm like either we get it or we do something else so we do like five things yeah I, I can't do the slow arduous I love that and I think I used to be kind of like slow team slow and then like the longer I do it the more I realize like 99% of the time like if we get the idea right away that's going to be it and if it's not it it's not going to be something I end up liking so let's just like keep going until we find something we all love um mm -hmm. that's really interesting and it leads me to my next question of so what was the process for making John Hughes movie well that is fun um because that is sort of this I guess in a way so I started writing that song when I was 17 um with a guy called Henrik and Ormacle Miranda and we wrote um the we wrote, well, I think we wrote all of it uh, in one day. Um, we had the, I think we spent a while on the chorus, but we had the first verse in like the amount of time it takes to, you know, we sang it as it was. Um, and I, I really loved it. And the song was finished. Like it was actually, it was going to come out. Um, mm -hmm. It like, it was, it was finished. And then I think myself and my manager, which it just didn't quite feel right. Um, so I ended up putting out Worst of You instead. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time, I said to my manager on the phone, I was like, oh, we can put out Worst of You, but it's not as good. Like, and I just, as long as all, I literally said to him, I was like, as long as we're all aware that Worst of You is an objectively less good song, then I'm fine with that. Um, and I was fully like 17, which is hilarious, classic me. Um, but yeah, so I, I, that song was then parked because it didn't feel right. Um, and but it, was it, it was still there. Sorry? You said the song was parked? Yeah, it, was, it just wasn't going to come, like it wasn't going to yeah. come out. It was just, it was just sat there parked um and then I was gear at the end of last year I was gearing up on my album and on finishing that and I needed a first single and I just didn't have it and I I'm not normally one of those people that's like I don't have a song I think you do have a song you have a song for everything like what what does that mean mm -hmm. but I actually didn't I did, just didn't know it didn't none of the ones I had felt right and then my manager again suggested John Hughes movie because he'd always loved it and then it was just like oh yeah, like wham, just really like lightning bolts, like things fell in line. I was like, yes, that's perfect. And then I sent it to some friends of mine in LA called After Hours and they kind of re-looked at it production wise because it was very 2017. Um, and then, yeah, and then it came out, but it's still essentially the same song that was written in 2017. Like we didn't rewrite. Wow, um, I love the song. It's so good. Thank you. This is one of those songs that like keeps getting better each successive part, like is ne it's, you're ne I'm never like let down. And then, like, even, like, the verse two lyrics, you could tell that, like, some care and attention were put into those. They're not just, like, doesn't just feel like, let's rewrite the, the first verse. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Something else with it, which I always appreciate as a songwriter. But moving on, the, the music video is incredible. Like, it is just, like, so good. And I'm so curious about so much of it. Um, I guess this question is going to be many questions. But okay. uh, how did the concept kind of arise? Was that from you? Was that from a friend or, or something else? And, and also just like, what was, what was your favorite part about filming that? Oh my God. I mean, I love this music video. I'm so proud of it. It really was like a, a labor of love. Um, it's, the idea came from, I, like I knew I wanted to make like a really amazing video. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I think I was talking to my manager about it and we somehow got onto the idea of like violence. And I was like, it would be funny though, if we had like a really violent music video and we were kind of laughing and we were like, but no, that's, that's good. That's actually really good. So we like had all these crazy, I was like, I want to put, the original idea was I wanted to push boys off my balcony. Um, Cause I like my friend in upstairs has a balcony. So I was like, I want to push them off the balcony. And then it was like stabbing, but there was no like real concise plan. But I had, I wanted to do this like Kill Bill meets 10 Things I Hate About You. And then I sent that out to some directors and Louis who ended up directing it got back to me and had this like kind of stalker vision. And I was like, I love that. But in his vision, he had me at the prom, like all exactly as you see it, but he had me, I think like punching um, Brad's eye. And I was like, I love everything, but I think we need to go further. I don't think that's enough. Um, and then we had sort of a flashback to Indiana Jones where they ripped the heart out and how it was like the most scarring moment of everyone's childhood. And we're like, wait, maybe we should do that. So then that was brought in. Then we had the cheerleading and I'm not a dancer at all. I was gonna um, ask, like, do you have cheerleading experience? Cause you look great doing it. Like it looked natural. It didn't feel wow. bad at all. Thank you. No, I have no cheerleading experience. I've also always been like to everyone, I'm like, I will not dance in a music video. Like I will not. And no. then I had this, but I wanted to do the cheerleading thing really badly. And I was like, well, I, I'm gonna have to do it. And so we did a day of rehearsal the day, um, the Friday before we shot on the Monday. Um, and it was like the first 10 minutes was truly hysterical because all of the girls are amazing. And they're all, some of them are dancers a little bit. Um, but I, don't, I wouldn't argue that any of us are like dancers. Um, so it was like the first 10 minutes where you're, you're learning this like quite difficult thing. And I was just like, I've made a mistake. Like I've, I've made an error. What am I like, what, like, what have I done? Um, but it's fine. We just did it over and over again for like four hours. Um, and now I now I love it. And I especially love it because I think, you know, thank you, but I, it's kind of awkward and uncomfortable and scary. And like, it's just perfect because it's, we don't look like naturals. We look like a weird, the weirdest group of cheerleaders you've ever seen. And I love yeah, that. But it's, it's like really charming. Like it would be weird if it was too like professional dancey. Like that wouldn't fit the vibe of the video. I think one of my favorite parts about the video, which is also one of my favorite parts about the song is that it just like keep, like I was saying, just keeps like, hitting a new gear and I think mm -hmm. video Sony and I'm guilty of this I'm sure you have too where it's like you get to the end of the video and it's just like you're using footage from different you know takes and stuff mm -hmm. and kind of like something new and this one was like the antithesis of that it was just yes. like kept getting more and more ridiculous and like just building, yeah. building and building until that final like cheerleading scene and I was just like so happy that it hit that next year because it would have been great if it didn't too if it just went back yeah. to the apartment like I would have been like, okay, this is still amazing. But the fact that it did hit that next year was so refreshing to, to watch as, as just like a fellow artist and someone who, you know, strives to make music videos that are, you know, interesting. Well, music videos are really hard. Like, I, they're really hard to make really good, I think. I think it's, and it's also, yeah, I'm sure you relate to this. It's really hard when you're making it. I find this because I'm in it and I have to watch myself. And it's really it's really hard to push yourself out of a comfort zone, I think, because... Totally. it's it's easy to make a really a, a really nice beautiful looking music video where you look really nice mm -hmm. and that's really um sort of like you really kind of a part of you really wants to do that obviously um but i was i really cared for this music video i was like i really want it to be like when i was a kid and i was watching love story and it's like you i wanted it to feel like it would, it would hold up to like watching a tv show on netflix because that's the reality these days oh. you can do either like it's it's one and the same and so i and i really cared and i was i was really like there has to be narrative there has to be story you have to want to keep watching um and i yeah i just really really cared about making it some like a spectacle and it was <laughs> you you definitely
definitely, definitely succeeded. It, it surely, surely feels like that. And um, yeah, but I agree. I feel like every time I do push myself outside my comfort zone, I'm always happy that I did. Yeah. You know, but in the moment, it can be so like, it, I can feel so timid about it, you know, so um, exactly. I appreciate that. All right. So I really, I love all your music. I really, really do. Like, I like listen to you a lot as just like a fan. And um, I think one of the coolest things for me is like getting to be fans of my friends. It's like one of the oh, I say it all the time. And I think my favorite song of yours is Daydreams. I just like, I love that song Taste. so much. And I couldn't help but notice when I listen to John Hughes movie uh, that like lyrically, it feels like an angrier kind of like older sister to Daydreams. It almost feels like a yeah. follow up where like, I've had enough time to like really think about how I feel. And now I'm not like making any excuses for you anymore. Like this mm. is just like ridiculous. Like, are these songs connected for you at all? Did you ever kind of make that connection? Or am I just fangirling and drawing dots, like connecting dots where they don't exist? Like, <laughs> I just wanted to ask, like, because I love Daydreams so much. And this felt like such a more like adult, like Kill Bill version of Daydreams in such a cool way. Like, I don't even know what the question is, but I just wanted to ask about it in general. <laughs> question okay so chronologically speaking it would be impossible well no it was in some ways i mean because john hughes was created years before daydreams was created but i would argue if there was a threat to tie them together without um you know reading myself too hard here on the internet is that both songs are definitely rooted in the like romanticizing your life and the people in your life versus the actual reality of your life and the people in your life Okay. Um, and I think they'd maybe just look at that in different ways. And John Hughes, in a way, it's kind of more the adult version, but it's also, in a way, it's so, the song to me, and it's because I, I know it because I wrote it then, but it's so 16, because the whole song, I was laughing about this the other day, it's like, nothing happens. Like, I think I go to a party and, like, some guy, like, doesn't talk to me. I think <laughs> that's really it. Like, I'm not joking. And then I'm, like, write this whole really upset song. Um, and Daydreams was a more, uh, like, adult version of a in a way, like a very similar series of events, like different. So I had it flipped in a way. That's interesting. Yeah, funny. And read back through all the lyrics again with that new perspective. Um, but that's awesome. So you have a song with, with J.P. Sack called Maybe Don't. I do. Incredible song. Uh, what was it like slash how is it like working with, J, you know, J.P.? Oh, J.P. is amazing. I mean, a mutual friend of both of ours. He is truly truly one of like the most talented uh, writers and musicians that I've like ever worked with. Um, he's just, yeah, he's like an insane man. He just comes out with these lines and you're like, like what? Like how is that just in your mind? Like, in, yeah, insane. But he's also the loveliest and that was really fun. That was right before lockdown in 2020. Wow. Um, and it was, we were, we, I, luckily we were able to do it in person because he was in London. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we just, I, but we, I think actually we write really similarly. Like I'm almost like the, the sort of male and female version of each other in some ways, I would like to think. Um, uh. And yeah, so it was really easy because it was just like writing with me. Um, we just did this song so quickly in like a few hours probably. Um, we just spoke, we just spoke and talked like a, as you always do when you go to a session. Um, and then we're like, okay, cool. That sounds, I told a story about my life and they were like, that's funny. Let's write about that. And I was like, okay, off we go. And yeah, but he's, yeah, as you know, JP is like the best of the best. Yeah, he's, he's insane. We've never worked together, but I've, I've hung with him, you know, once and, uh, and seen him play and he's just a wizard out there. God, he's so good live. In the studio. Um, very cool. Okay, so this is a bit more vague, but what do you, like, 
most proud of about the music you've made so far slash like the, the fan base that you've cultivated? Like what, what fills you with the most pride, you know, personally? Hmm. Okay. That's so fun. Um, okay. The music, the, the thing that most proud of the music I've made is that I still really love all of it. Um, I still really stand by all of it. And, you know, I, I don't know about you. I feel like I meet like a relative amount of artists who will be like, I hate that thing I did. Or like, I wish I'd never done that thing I did. And like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, sometimes you, it's more watching for me. I'll watch things back and be like, I maybe wouldn't do that these days. But musically, like if I listen to the song, I like, I still love them all. And I still think they're all really good. And I still think that they were like, it was like, a, it was perfect for me at the time. And yeah, I just still really stand by them. Like if someone was like, is that your song? I would be like, yes. Um, so I, the musically, I'm proud of that, that like even past younger me, because I've been releasing music since I was like 17. So it was a lot to ask of a 17 year old to do something that like an adult version of herself is still proud of, but she did. So well done, 17 year old me. Um, and yes, thank you. Well done, Mazzy. Uh, and then the fan base, I mean, I'm, I, that's a whole separate thing. And uh, they're just amazing. Like they're so funny. It's so good. Like I'm just constantly sending people like memes that they make and they just, but they care so much and they care so much about each other and about me. I I just, I don't know. I I don't really take any credit for it because I haven't haven't done anything. I just watch them. Um, But like, especially the past few days, like we, I had this thing where my song like crazily got to the top of the UK iTunes charts and it was all just, thank you. Oh no, shy. Um, But that was all them. Like I did, I just, and I didn't, there was, you know, I was just like, please, this would be cool like why don't we do this and everyone was so excited for it and like got behind it and i yeah like there was nothing else but them being like yeah cool let's do this thing because it would be funny and then we did i feel you so much on that i i I relate to that so much where it's like even like with with accomplishments it's like i couldn't have done this by myself like you are equally as as important and valid in this experience as i am and i'm with you i'm constantly so impressed and surprised and just like enthralled by how talented and funny people are on the internet like i'm just so like good. how are you guys so hilarious and just like witty and intelligent they're so quick like people always say that to me they're like your fans are so quick and i'm like i know i like meant like it's wow i saying. think it's like uh, it's definitely a prime example of kind of like getting out what you put in though like you put mm-hmm. that in music and then you get that out of your fan base and it, yeah. it makes sense it's a one-to-one relationship and kind of going back to uh talking about old music that you made and still like loving it i i feel the same way and i think for me though it's like important to make the distinction like yeah like i wouldn't do it like that right now but that doesn't mean yeah. i can't love it for like what it is and what it was and what it you know will continue mm-hmm. to be so i i really like that answer and i connect to that um i connect to that a lot um so moving forward what what advice would you give to uh a kid that said i want to be the next maybe peters like what so like cute because you're like, you like pause on how cute that is. The street and she's like, I love your music. I want to do that too. Where do I start? What do you say? My heart. Um, I would say, um, if you specifically want to be the next Maisie Peters, um, <laughs> and within that, like what I do, then a lot of it for me is like the writing. Um, because I think a lot of like the reason people realistically, like the main reason people listen and and like me is because of the songs I make and like the writing of them specifically. And that's all me um, or me and others. But I would say for that, I'm such a big believer in um, this like quantity almost versus quality for like the start of your career or the start of your um, whatever, your journey. And I cannot stress enough I cannot, how important for me it was like 
doing four years or whatever of, of writing songs for no one, for no purpose, like just in my bedroom, just, and just, and all I was doing was emulating artists. I like, I was just emulating Sarah Bareilles and emulating Taylor Swift and trying to be these people. And yes, all of those songs are bad and none of them will ever get used, but it was so important in like finding your own style and finding what, how you like to write and what you want to write about and the way you write. Um, and the same with shows, although it's different now, obviously, but for me personally, and I'm still, I'm still not the most confident life performer. I wasn't, but I couldn't have done it. I don't understand. You, I meet artists these days and they've never played a show before. And then they're like going to play the first show. And I'm like, I don't know how you're meant to do that. Cause the only reason you're good at anything is if you do it like a fuck ton. And I don't, and it's with writing the shows, it's the same thing or with playing the guitar, like what singing, yeah. I don't know how you're meant to be good at those things without just doing them loads for years. No, I'm with you. I have so much to say about what you just said, especially the last part. Like, there's so many artists and kids now that are having so much success online with mm. records, you know, before they've ever literally sang a note in front of people. And that is just so wild. Not to say it's like necessarily better or worse, but for me, it was the opposite. It was like I, I was much more, my journey is much more similar to yours, whereas like I, I just sucked in front of so many people for so long while the stakes so were long. so low. And it made made it just so much easier to then get on stage when it mattered. And, and I'm really mm. grateful for that. But also back to your kind of point of like quantity over quality, I, I totally agree. And for me, I try and like think of it as just like the song creation process. I think it's it's two, it's actually two different skills. There's there's the songwriting skill, which is kind of like your voice and like artistically what you're trying to say. And then there's the quantity based skill, which is just like writing songs. So the songwriting, yeah. there's songs. writing songs is a different skill than songwriting. Like you got to like, just work on that muscle and write so many shitty songs and just get comfortable with that process before you can mm -hmm. really, at least for me, and it sounds like for you, like really start to get to the good stuff. I understand. And I always find, again, I think we're very similar, but I've, I've like, I like love Phoebe Bridges, for example. I think she's like the most talented writer and performer like of our generation. I'm obsessed. And then I read this article where she was like, yeah, Punisher, the album. It was just those 12 songs. Those were what I wrote for the album. And then that was the album and I that's like information I, I lost my mind but obviously she's written a lot before yeah, that album yeah, yeah. um obviously she's not written 12 songs in her life um yeah. and if anyone could do that it's Phoebe Bridges but I, I don't understand that's so anxiety producing to me I think I'm quite a mathematical person in some way and I'm just like well if I write 60 songs there's a higher probability of four of them being good than if I write 10 so I'm just gonna write 60 that that's makes more that makes way more sense to me than spending ages on 10. I feel like at this point I'm probably more similar to Phoebe where I like I don't write that many songs per project mm. anymore the same way I used to but but having said that that like I've written like literally 500 songs that will never come out you know like before I started writing any songs that I that I really liked mm. and stuff and um, yeah that that's always a like what do people probably ask you this too but it's like how long did it take you to write this song and it's like sometimes mm. it took me 45 minutes but that's not the point I always hate that question because it's yeah. like you're not gonna talk about like the 100 songs I wrote in seventh grade that like were terrible. Like those are equally important to how good oh this God, song is so And so I hate when people ask me that question because I feel like it's so misleading. And then if I were 12 and I listened to an interview with my favorite artist and they said it took them 45 minutes and then I went home and tried to write a song and it took me, you know, four hours to write the first verse, I'd be pretty like let down. So. That's so true, that's so true. Yeah. Um, what do you do with your time outside of music? Like, what do you, what else do you like to do? And, and also you have any professional aspirations for things outside of music? It's fun. 
Um, what is life outside of music? I don't know. Um, no, I do. I do other things. Um, I have a book club. That's really fun. Oh, incredible. Um, I have a book club on Instagram and um, where we like collectively read a book every month and then I interview the author at the end of the month. And um, it's just a very different experience being interviewed and being the interviewer. Um, and I find being the, as you know, and I find being the interviewer like incredibly stressful, but it's also a really good skill to work on, especially as a person who gets asked a lot about themselves. Um, it's, it's really, really good for me to ask other people about themselves. Um, but yeah, it's like interviewing authors is like, it's like very difficult. It's like the most difficult thing I do. I spend like days prepping questions and like trying to work out the best way to sort of summarize their thought, my thoughts and, but also not talk at them about their books. It's really interesting. It's like awesome. a very different thing. Yeah. Um, but I do that. That's awesome. That's, that's so cool on so many levels. And I totally agree. It's funny because I feel so comfortable getting interviewed, but like mm. interviewing you or someone else for me is still such a, and in a really nice way, but uncomfortable thing to do. Um, and something that I think the cool part though, and I'm, I'm sure you probably are feeling this too, where it's like, I, I do feel myself getting more comfortable and better at it at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's funny, like from the first one of these that I, sh that, you know, filmed and taped to like this one, like I definitely feel a lot, a lot more, like relaxed and comfortable um asking questions and, and also listening i feel like we're mm -hmm. we're like we're on the other side of this so much where it's like people are listening to us whether it's like in an interview or, or a song or a music video it's, mm -hmm. it's very fun to be on the listening side as well very much so i agree um okay so obviously being an artist is the greatest thing in the world and i'm grateful for it but it's also like the volatility aspect of it is pretty crazy and and the ups and downs are pretty striking and, and, and is there any best practices you have for kind of remedying those and and kind of weathering the, the, the storms of being a songwriter and artist? Oh, um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like, honestly, no. I'm probably not the best person to ask. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at um, like, time management or like healthy coping mechanisms but that's not to say i i mean yeah i think it's overall important to surround i don't i think surrounding yourself with people that aren't in music is really important um and yeah just reminding yourself that it's like really it's not the end of the world because you're making music like it's not my manager and I say this all the time, like it's not brain surgery. We're making songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels incredibly important. And it is, and that's not to say it's not, but also if if you start to feel like it's the end of the world, it just most definitely isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a pinch of like reality is important with that. So maybe talk to someone who's like, does something actually important, which is a strange sentence, but you know what I mean. Totally. No, I, I think that just like overall, just like finding ways to keep perspective on what you're doing is always important. Oh, we're back. Oh, you, you lose me? Yeah, I lost you, but you're back now. Yeah, just overall, just finding ways to like, just keep perspective on, oh, you freeze again? Uh-oh. Hello? Hello? I you? think you're back. Okay. Yeah. You back? I, uh, yeah, are you back? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Just laughs> to keep perspective is just so important, you know, regardless of how you do that. Um, That's the word. Perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, I don't know how much you can say, but what can we expect musically from you kind of in the upcoming months and uh, this wonderful year of 2021? 
Cool. Um, how much can I say? I mean, a lot. I'm doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of things. Um, I've got an album coming this year, which I'm so excited about. Um, I'm such, yeah, perfect, ideal. Like I'm, I'm realistically, I feel like I'm an album artist and it's been really fun, like the journey to get here. But now I'm here, I'm like, yeah, fucking yes. I'm so excited for this album and for all the other albums. Anyway, that's going to be great. That's going to be really good. I'm really proud of it. I think it's like perfect for me. Um, and then I'm, I'm not waiting. Sorry. For, I'm not waiting for the release date. You got to start sending me some of that stuff. Yeah. I'll just send it to you. Realis <laughs> realistically, I'll just send it. Um, I'm sorry. You can't hear it yet, but I will be able to hear it. Yeah. But Alexander will be listening to it. So just all imagine that. Um, and imagine him having a really good time because it's really good. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so that, and then I've actually been doing some other stuff as well, musically, that's not my album, that's also coming out this year, that's really wow. exciting and been really fun, and I probably can't say anymore, but, it, which is also really cool to be doing both at the same time, although manic and chaotic and I would not do it again. Uh-huh. Wow, I'm, I'm extremely excited to do. And I will tell you about that after this, this camera is off. I'm going to have to wrap this up soon, because we got a lot to talk about off camera, yeah. but I got two more questions, and the first one is, what is your favorite John Hughes movie? A great question. Um, my favorite John Hughes movie is Ferris Bueller. Um, yeah, great. Uh, they're all great, but that's my favorite. Love what that. is yours? That was filmed really close to where I grew up. So Chicago. Yeah, that'll always have a special place in my heart. Mine is, is Ferris Bueller too. Yeah, I don't know if you can really beat that one. Just like, I don't know if there's a movie that I'm more like, sub, like subconsciously quote in my day to day life. Just mm. like, you know, like. Still, if, if like my friend doesn't answer me, I just go, Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> you still find yourself doing that. How many years later? It's insane that that actually has that like insane of an effect on, on yeah. everyone else. But um, we've made it all the way to question 23, which as always is, Ooh. do you have a question for me? Oh no, yes I do. But that was sprung on me. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I wanted to ask you this earlier, um, but it was, it was not the time, but what, how has your writing process changed? Um, it has changed in that I think it's gotten more. It's funny you ask that because I'm, I'm now, you know, after my EP just came out, like kind of trying to open my process back up and experiment with different ways of making music. But I used to start differently every time. Sometimes it would be like on the guitar or piano, or sometimes it would be like I make a beat first and then write to it. And now I've just pretty much exclusively been starting with lyrics. Um, okay. Because just I just care about the lyrics so much, and I feel like if I start with them, then at least I know that I'm gonna like the lyrics, you know, rather yeah. than trying to, to fit them to a melody or to a vibe or to feel. Mm -hmm. um, so it usually goes lyrics, then I pick up the guitar and I find some like chords that feel right, and then find a melody for the lyrics that that kind of fit the chords, and then I kind of throw it in the computer and start producing it. Um, but I'm trying to open that back up because I think there's a lot kind of left for me to find and experiment with musically that that I haven't yet um, yeah. decided to, you know? And it's nice to kind of have that process as as a, almost like a safe space. And yeah. but, I, but I definitely want to go out and, and reevaluate how I make music, so yeah. Okay, wait, I have another question. It's gonna have to be Alexander under 24. Because, um, <laughs> because, so as you know, um, I'm deeply emotionally attached and obsessed with your song track nine um, from your EP, which I literally heard and just texted and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that for? I was so um, when I got that text, I was like, oh, 
that just means the world to me. Uh, so it's so good. I have so many feelings and so many thoughts. But can you just like tell me, like tell me some things about that song, like how you made it or whatever, whatever you want to tell me, I will hear because I love it. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, first of all, I don't know if you can see it, but I just got a Wurlitzer, um, and yes. that was this song is insane. I have skylights in my studio for anyone watching, and that's why it looks crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but okay, I'll stay up here. Um, it was the first song I ever wrote on the Wurlitzer that I just got. Um, and it was, it was almost like cliche the way it was written. It was written like super late at night, like by candlelight on my like new piano, you know, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think just like, I'd never heard a song written about that. And, uh, I just ended a, a long relationship, uh, about like six months ago. I don't, I don't know exactly how long ago, five or six months ago. Um, and then I was putting out this whole project and none of it talked about, you know, the ending of that relationship and the starting of, of just my life without that person. And it felt so strange to put out this body of work um, that didn't uh, talk about that at all. You know, and it felt yeah. unfair to the relationship. It felt unfair to that person. So um, I knew I wanted one more song in the EP and I just felt like um, I need to address this. Just, you know, just, I don't know if she's listened to it, but just in case um, she listens to be like, hey, like, you know, our time together was incredibly special to me and I, I, I'm so grateful for it. I just wasn't ready to to talk about it yet, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't special to me. So, I love it. I love it so much on, for so many reasons. And thanks for asking um, about that. I love. It. Yeah. Well, anyways, that that's all I got for you, Maisie. Thank you so much for doing this. This was so fun. I, we could do this for literally four hours. Yeah, and we could well. do it for hours. I, you know, hit the stop record button, but but anyone who's you know made it this far, thank you for listening and. Uh, if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have, but go check out Maisie's music. It's unbelievably incredible. And I think she just froze, but I think- It's froze. <laughs> but I'm sure froze. whatever you said- Oh, she froze again. I'll stop recording. Maisie Peters, the one and only. Goodbye. <laughs>